Hello everyone and welcome to the 40th, yes 40, 40th episode of the OrcaCast. In 10 episodes we can uh, celebrate a real anniversary. It will be 50 episodes within. Today with me, Bum Bum. Hello. It's the Easter weekend and we are not going to talk about Jesus with you. We are instead going to talk about the controversy that has been recently popped up on YouTube where they removed the dislike. Dislike counter. And we will be talking about Outriders. Let's go. So, YouTube has announced on Twitter that they will experiment with removing the dislike counter. They won't remove the dislike button, they will remove the dislike counter. What is the counter? That's the little number you see when your video gets a dislike. I have been researching a bit and this is an idea that has been universally rejected by the YouTube community. At least the community I follow. Of course, there will be people who say, But Rico, other people say that's a great idea. I say it's a fucking terrible idea, and I'm gonna tell you why. But first, what do you think about that, Bum Bum? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously gonna make it harder, especially to spot on on the first glance like it is there something wrong with this video because that's one way to use it obviously a dislike counter or like dislike to like ratio is to check like hmm okay it's like you see there's more <clears throat> there's like half half of the feedback on the video is dislikes or even more and then you watch it and it's like okay okay i get it now it's like or you're more wary of it or it makes you research a video actually Say, like, you know, whenever you see, like, uh, YouTube video scams or something. So those tend to have, like, really, really bad ratio. And then you, like, check the comments or you research the video more. And I think it's bad. It's it's a bad idea just to remove it. Because, yes, there's the fringe ideas that it's like, oh, my cyberbullying and stuff. But at the same time, that doesn't happen as much as some people would like to believe. It's, I think, essentially removing that makes YouTube a less safe place to visit. Yes, and there's something else I want to point out. YouTube is the last social media network. Yes, YouTube is a social media network. I will go there. That has an actual dislike function. It is the last one that has that. Everyone else, it doesn't matter who we talk about, if it's Facebook, if it's Twitter, if it's Instagram, there are only like buttons. Only like buttons. And that is a problem. A psychological problem because people will chase likes by any means necessary. And there's also no one ratioing them. I mean... Point. Like when it comes to, say, Twitter, usually it's you check like you know the post is something that is going to be a, a lot of fun to read if it if it has like four times more comments or retweets than likes quote tweets exactly quote tweets yeah people will find a way to ratio you but it will be less visible yeah yeah i mean there's still also reddit that has downvotes yeah and i just remember one instance on YouTube where the dislike came 
in really i mean most people probably don't remember this at all i'm probably old enough to remember this because i'm old and i remember shit like this there were two youtubers called t martin and syndicate oh yeah duh. and they literally had a gambling ring for csgo stuff yeah they didn't disclose it after it came out, their videos were downloaded into oblivion, and deservedly so. Even their half-arsed apologies were downloaded into oblivion, and deservedly so. We need... Yeah, I, I would actually say we need this to make those people, or to, to just... If you, if you F up on a magnitude like this... You basically need something to ratio those people. Yeah, because it's like we, like the com the internet community, is all about is like we want democracy, but democracy has two sides. There's people that agree, and there's people that disagree, and there's consensus, and you need those both those of, of those sides. So you obviously you need likes and dislikes, because then you're just essentially silencing the one part, and you you you're just enabling the yes men that yep. are gonna battle whatever scan they want without having an easy to easy to spot measure to see if it's actually something harmful and now uh, what's going to happen probably is they're just going to have monumental increase in just reports and they're going to have to handle that with more manpower whereas essentially like this the community could handle it itself yeah in some way but on the other hand, like you already touched on, my cyberbullying, um, apparently there have been coordinated attacks on creators. Yes. I, I've never, I've never seen that. I have to say that I will admit, obviously, that just because I haven't seen it, it doesn't exist. So there might be well coordinated attacks on creators with dislikes and whatnot. Um, YouTube also argued that the dislike counter is bad for the psychological well-being of their creators. I mean, they can still see it on the back end, but it's bad for their psychological health. I leave that point up for debate. Like I said, if you in general look at it, how much does the cyberbullying actually happen? This is this is an interesting question and a question I want to pose to everyone who listens to this. How much does it happen? How many people do you know that have been a victim of real cyberbullying? And it's not. I mean, this isn't like this is this isn't the level of cyberbullying that you would even think of. Like this isn't like someone from like for younger uh, younger kids. It's like this isn't like people in your school uh like essentially posting really really horrible sh shit on facebook right or sending you messages people that are crying now about cyberbullying on youtube is people with millions of viewers that essentially feel feel like they shouldn't be getting dislikes at all at i least mean I, my opinion. I i don't know who cries about this but here, here, here's the reality of it. Every time, and I mean literally every time, one of their big creators does a huge oopsie 
and I don't mean an oopsie, I mean an actual fuck-up, YouTube changes something. We had the David Dobrik situation, where women came forward that they have been actually sexually assaulted during his video shoots. We have the James Charles situation going on at the moment, um, where he sent birthday suit pictures to minors. I mean, don't you have the famous Logan Paul video in the Japanese suicide forest? Yeah, but YouTube changed already the the platform for yeah. that. Um, that that's a that's a whole other cake. Um, I mean, that was another oopsie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what what they did afterwards is basically they had another um apocalypse. Yeah. That that was a problem. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm I'm just talking about really current oopsies. Okay. And you also have kind of still the battle of the fans going on, uh, like I call it, like the Snyderverse versus Warner Brothers, or the um, Star Wars fans versus Kathleen Kennedy. And I personally think that removing those dislikes, because if you just look at what, what happened with Kathleen Kennedy, she did a... She, she put up a little video on the Oscars channel and it was downloaded into Oblivion. I mean, like, really downloaded into Oblivion. And you cannot download a Disney exit, right? I, I'm fully going into conspiracy theory territory here, uh, and I don't care. I think YouTube does this to appease not the platform or the people or their creators on the platform, or to prevent cyberbullying, I fully believe that YouTube does this to appease old media that barges into their platform. People that have, have nothing to do with YouTube, people who just want a portion of the cake by any means necessary, and that's it. That is my fundamental understanding of what is going on right now and my theory. Yeah, I mean, you had a lot of like A-list celebrities creating YouTube accounts along with like, you know, at first it was like, oh, everyone has to have an Instagram account. And now a lot of them are also transitioning to making essentially short YouTube videos. So I can imagine that's like YouTube also trying to incentivize, incentivize the essentially diversification of their uh, essentially revenue streams. So, and this is going to make it like less stressful for them to start essentially a YouTube account and start putting content on YouTube if there is essentially no chance for anyone to see like, oh, it's like, oh, this has a lot of dislikes or there's something sketchy about this. It's like, I always remember uh, there was for a while there was, um, I was getting ads for some Will Smith financing course. I was like, that sounds, that seems kind of sketchy. What? Uh, And Will Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, really, dude. <laughs> no, but it's like in in my in my mind. I mean, I I said I go into full conspiracy theory mode here. If you if you look at the YouTube channel of the White House, yes, the White House has a YouTube channel. Every video, every video has like an abysmal likes to dislikes ratio. And I'm not talking about 50-50, I'm talking about like 20-80. And I'm I'm not 
or I wouldn't be surprised if the White House made a call on one hand, the PR people there. I, I wouldn't even say that it's Biden himself, but uh, his PR people who saw that and say, hey, that's not that's not cool. But I, I, I obviously do not have any proof for that. So take that with a grain of salt. But that that is my theory and I think my understanding of what's going on. I do think that YouTube, this is another move where YouTube tries to appease old media instead of their creators. But <clears throat> we can har sit here and harp here for hours on this. I mean, like Bam Bam already said, dislikes help you spot bad content. And with bad content, I don't only mean uh, scam videos, but just in general bad content, because believe it or not, people are able to put out bad content. Yeah. I wouldn't say my content is like the best thing in the world, but I at least try and make sure we have some quality here, some level of quality. And it has nothing to do with bullying or cyberbullying. And sometimes people deserve the amount of dislikes they get. I have another um, example of likes and dislikes. Nah, I, I'm not going there. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. It's a. It's a holistically bad idea of removing the dislike counter. I stamp my ground on that. But like I said, we can harp. We can harp on, on that every day, any day, of the week. How about we think about possible other ways of expressing dislikes, of possible solutions to the problem? Is there a solution to the problem? Bring, bring back the five-star rating. <laughs> that, that was Dark Ages of YouTube, where somebody just flat out told you, if I don't get four stars on this video, I ain't continuing this. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I remember the that time of YouTube where yeah that that time five of stars YouTube. yeah yeah if I ain't getting four stars you ain't seeing the sequel of it bitch yeah. that those were the wild west of YouTube bring back the five star rating I mean there are no dislikes in the five star rating right exactly <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's not binary it's you not get, binary right you get more of a I guess nuance. Yeah. Yeah. in your rating some someone on twitter suggested they should do it like on steam that you basically see when a mass wave of dislikes happens yeah i say this is or not this is but i'd say this is not helpful because if some if, if somebody does a video and a lot of people sum it up and then later it comes out he has been lying in the video it still just shows you the, the, the bump, not the context of the yeah. bump. Because I, they, I, I'm i going back to the, now to to the example I wanted to give earlier and say I will not go there, but I will go there. Mm -hmm. So there was one commentary channel on YouTube and believe me, the commentary community is a bit special in that regard. One guy tried to out a bigger YouTuber as a groomer and a pedophile. And it backfired a little bit, so to say. And first, everyone liked his video. Then the accused YouTuber made a uh, rebuttal of everything. And it was a very good rebuttal. And then 
they went back to the video of the commentator and thumped it down thoroughly. But you would still be missing the context of why this happened. If you if you saw just a graph of when the mass dislikes happened. Yeah, I mean they that's where the old feature of reply videos would have come in. Exactly, reply videos. There was a lot of good stuff in the old YouTube and they gradually removed it and made it more of a husk. Remember YouTube messages? There was a lot of features that actually now would have made YouTube a more viable uh, social platform. Yeah, and, and they actually removed it altogether. Everything. Social network. Yeah, I agree. The, the issue is that they all removed it. They had actually the yeah. platform in terms of fe features degraded over the years. They took out gradually or changed everything for the worse and uh, didn't substitute it with enough. I mean, I, I actually think the five star rating wasn't that bad. Just no, bring it back. Yeah. It was more nuanced than binary. I like it or I don't like it. Could give a video a three star rating if you thought, oh, yeah, it was okay. If you thought it was other shit, then you just gave it one star. Why not bring back that? But I guess that would be too easy. That, that, that makes too much sense, I guess. Or bring back other features like the reply video because it gives context to some situations that are happening on the platform situations. They took it out because everyone complained about the reply girls. Yeah, but then it's like, then you can just adjust it. You can either say, okay, I will open essentially the, the ability to reply to a video. Yeah. To say, okay, yeah, just I'm like commented a channel. So I will just reply, uh, uh, open the reply option to that person I'm commenting on or a maybe. select few creators. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you can control it. I mean, TikTok, actually, I know you hate TikTok, but TikTok has something like reply video that is called Stitches and something else. There are like two options. You can do Duet and Stitches, I believe. And you can turn them on or off for your videos. So that's a thing as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like YouTube, it's backed by Google and Google has all the tech. So why not just employ it? I mean, Google Google is known to just abandon stuff if it doesn't go their way. See Stadia. Uh, Google Plus. Google Plus, yeah. I mean, there's the Google <laughs> Graveyard chart. You can look that up if you want to. There is a lot. I mean, Google is essentially the EA of tech. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. <laughs> if it doesn't go their way, they just kill it off. I, I get that, that you need money and everything and whatnot, but Google is very quick to give things not a chance. And we've seen that just recently, like I said, with Stadia. They didn't kill Stadia outright, but basically what they did is, oh, yeah, so we do not have any first-party software, but, uh, yeah, we focus on third-party software. Yeah, good, good idea. This will sell your shit console i guess just don't tell our developers yeah that 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 was another thing they did yeah but conclusion is there is no or at least for me there there is no real so what what always will happen is and and here here's the fact 
There will always be people that are out not for your best interest, even on YouTube. There will always be people that are out of their depth and tell you how to build a computer and potentially damage it while doing so. And just remember the Verge video. Was it a Verge or was it Vice? I don't know. One of the bigger outlets uploaded a video and it was so poorly done that it essentially could damage your computer. And they even defended it. Some people just uh, don't know anything about everything. And they will still try to make it look like they do. In the end, what I what my point is, we need a system to gauge if a video, especially on YouTube, where tutorials and knowledge videos reign supreme, where we have a where we have a lot of stuff going on, where people are there to scam you. I'm just saying, like, get Robux for free on Roblox. Just click this link and get a virus. Or a plethora of weird yeah. mobile games. Yeah. And there are ads on YouTube that are, yeah. pretty sure, most of them are scams. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's, we need something safeguarding people from it. Because YouTube is very adamant on demonetizing people who curse in their videos, but you have, like, the sketchiest mobile ad, uh, mobile game ad stuff out there, like, I'm gonna fuck my stepsister kind of shit. Yeah. And I've seen those ads, they exist. Yeah, I mean, you get them a lot, especially if you're watching YouTube on a mobile. Or, I, I remember when they banned Belle Delphine, because she was, uh, advertising for her OnlyFans page, and then you get OnlyFans ads. Yeah. It's, Which is it's, great. It's a bit ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, it's... it's, it's it, I mean, it doesn't matter. YouTube is long, long away from the cool platform it was, one, it was once, actually. It gets more corporate every year, and that's the problem. That's the core problem. I don't think it's problem going corporate. I think it's the direction they're forcing it into. Because no, I mean... Decent, I mean, if a decent director on the project on the project, which is YouTube, could have put it into whatever like a decent direction, but the cur the current people that are in charge of essentially the direction of YouTube don't see creators as the main creators and normal people essentially as the main focus. They're fo focusing on getting old media onto the platform and that hopefully drying up the revenue that's the problem at this point can we can we just campaign to bring back the five star rating yeah. yes please <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's that's it about on youtube i think let's let's move on to outriders which dropped this week on thursday and it's great if the tech behind it works and the servers actually run it's a good game yeah i think they didn't expect it or should have probably expected, but they didn't think there would be such a load on the servers, especially because they're cross-platform. Cross I think they are not cross-platform yet. I think they want to patch it oh. in. But he, here's, the, here's the thing. What I do not understand is they put it on Game Pass. They did. A triple A, triple a release on Game Pass at the launch. I mean, they did it with something else as well. But that was like Microsoft does it, but 
with their own titles. I didn't expect that. Maybe it's a deal they have with Square Enix for this. It is. It is probably a deal, but. Well, my, my point being is why Enix should have expected that this would happen. If you if you put like, uh, such a... It, it is a big release. You can't argue with me any day. It might be in the grand scheme of things still like a more a more B-tier release when it comes to AAA games, but it's nonetheless a free AAA game. Square yeah. Enix should have been on that. And there was actually considerable hype surrounding it. When I start researching it shortly before the the release happened, and mm-hmm. yeah, the servers on the tech side, they, I I think they are really scrambling at the moment to salvage it. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, if 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 the servers work, it is a good game, and I was one of the people who said, I don't believe they can be a good game. No, um. It is a good game. I'm eating my own words. It's a really good game, yeah. I, I because I played the, the substantial demo, which is like the entire first chapter. Yeah, I played it on PS4, but still, like it ran perfectly fine. But yeah, like I was surprised that this game would be this good. I didn't didn't see that coming. It, it um so what what I like about this game and basically. <laughs> is something that I absolutely do enjoy is I know that a lot of people might not see the comparison but it plays or at least has some resemblance to Vanquish in the sense that it is super fast-paced super frantic especially when you take the class Trickster or even the Devastator it's very up close and personal I haven't tried the other two classes, the Pyromancer and the Technomancer. Pyromancer's a lot of fun. But the the Trickster is like my favorite class. I've played the Pyromancer, which is... That's what I like about the game. It's every single class, you have to be aggressive. You can't just sit in cover most of the time. Yeah, I was just... Uh, I wanted to say that sitting in cover, actually, you get punished. Yes. At least... At least for the Trickster and Devastator. Each each class, what I like about it, has its own mechanic, how to recover health. For the Pyromancer, essentially, it set as many enemies as you can on fire. And each time the enemy that's essentially burning dies, you get a portion of your health back. Yeah. Even if they're killed by your team. So essentially, what you do is you just run around, set everyone on fire, and then you just fight the rest of the yeah, it's like uh, it's much like Vanquish, or because it's uh, people can fly games. It's yeah, it's people can fly. People can can fly, so it's they're like the people partial portion of the studio is people behind the Painkiller series, which again is super aggressive. You, uh, it's all about like moving around, zoning your enemies, and using essentially the terrain to your advantage, but not just sitting in one place for too long, otherwise you get hit. Yeah, it's 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 basically like that, and I do think this is the this is the old people can fly. I still remember when it comes to gameplay, it it feels like somebody made an actually actually well playing Gears of War <laughs> mixed with infamous. Yes, yeah. If I'm being it's... facetious. Yeah, especially I think it comes that uh, Gears of War comes in 
uh, especially when you fight bosses uh, yeah. in co-op, you have to, you know, interrupt the, the, the casting time on your enemies, which I didn't expect that each time a stronger enemy is on field and there will be preparing a skill, you can actually see the, the bar that fills up as it's the, essentially the abilities being cast. Some of your abilities have interrupts, so you can, if you see that, like whoever's the nearest and has their uh, has their ability not on cooldown, it's like, oh, I can interrupt that, so that doesn't go off and make the fight even harder. It brings enough of of its own ingredients into the mix of the like chest high wall tactical combat that's not really about the chest high walls. Yeah, exactly. It makes, really, it makes it really interesting, and I I think this is probably the freshest action game I've played in a while. It is probably also the best looter shooter I've ever played because yes. they firmly build it as a looter shooter. With the looter shooter come looter shooter tropes such as bullet spongy enemies, which I still don't like. I can't, I can't get myself to like this trope. But I, I'm also someone who likes to play games like Diablo, so action RPGs. I'm already hooked on the on the loot cycle. The loot is really good. I'm hooked on the gameplay. The gameplay feels so good. The encounters are very well designed so far. I've not had a single encounter where I said, oh, I felt kind of lackluster. It's so well made. They poured everything into it. And it feels really meaty and consistent. And they always ramp up the difficulty like a tiny bit. Like at the start, you might see a captain... Later on, there's like an, a captain in every encounter you're yeah. fighting. It is just that much fun. Yeah, and it's probably the, one of the more recent shooters I've played, aside from the Doom, ga- Doom games, yeah. that actually made shotguns feel good to play with. Oh my god, the shotguns in this game are fucking evil. <laughs> you just run around and shred everything with it. Like, the Devastator is the one who who regenerates his health by just running up to the enemy and just punching him in the face, essentially. And you want a shotgun as a Devastator. And it feels so good having these shotties. They do nothing on range, but as soon as you're up close and personal, they wreck everything in your path. I have a shotgun with my tricks that had freezes enemies. There is a chance... That the enemy freezes. It's such a good weapon. I just want to keep it, yeah. you know? I it's... I had one which dropped and it essentially doubled damage over time. And since all my skills did damage over time, I just wrecked <laughs> the map. Some people might say it feels too easy, but I think... They struck a perfect balance between you being a massive, overpowered individual and eating some humble pie. Because if you're getting reckless, they will shred you still. I think because I was playing it with my brother in Cope, and he's, I think what he said rings true is it's a cool, chill out game with friends that even if the friends are not there, it's still fun. Yeah, it is. You can say that. It's. I think Borderlands, uh, games like Borderlands, Destiny, even if Outriders is not a live service game, 
but like the closest comparison is those games is like Borderlands and Destiny. Those games feel marginally less fun, like a lot less fun if you don't have friends to chat shit with. And this game is still fun even if you don't have friends, even if you're lonely and hate your hate yourself, you can still enjoy this game. Yeah, and I think it's probably the best superhero game we got in in a while. Yeah, I agree with that. Ironic, isn't it, that it comes from Square Enix, who tried to make Marvel's Avengers a thing. Insert of Palpatine. How yeah. ironic. And and Outriders basically erased Marvel's Avengers from existence. Like, yeah. if you look at Steam charts, peak players over 100,000. Marvel's <laughs> Avengers has maybe a, a quarter of that. <laughs> Despite the growing pains when it comes to launch, I really hope this game takes off. And because it's actually extremely well designed on the gameplay basis, yes, it's all essentially arenas, but all the arenas have nice aspects to them. There's verticality, there's alternate routes, mm. there's routes to flank. So yeah. it feels like they have put a lot of thought into level design and how to leverage every single class. Because some classes don't mind charging through the breach, right through the front line, but then yeah, the, the... or someone who has to use, who has to flank and can't just charge right. But each arena gives you options, so yeah, you exactly. can actually do that. I mean, the Devastator is a class that is basically made for charging right into it. They have their stone skin and everything, and they just run ahead and just kill everyone. Technomancer is the flanking one, and like you said. There's always, like, a place for you in the map. They yeah. thought of everything while designing these arenas. Yeah, even the, the AI acts in a surprisingly nice way. Yeah. It's, the enemies will group together because apes together strong. Yeah. But at the same time, if you say... if Because Pyromancer has this skill, essentially, which is... The closest, the closest comparison is, if you remember, the boiling the blood from yeah. a vampire masquerade bloodlines. But essentially, it's it's turning the enemy into a live grenade. And they will scatter. Like, they will stay stay with them as long as... Because it only triggers on death of that enemy. So they will just stay together with that enemy as long as the enemy is alive. Once once they die, they will start running away. Yeah, so, yeah, they have, they have good AI routines. The behavior of that enemy of those enemies is really well set this this is also where where the combination of the classes comes in so there's a good example i've i played outriders uh, really long on friday with a friend and member of my community and he played a pyromancer and i played a trickster so what a trickster can do is she can slow down time so my friend turned the one guy into a living grenade. What did I do? I teleported to him, slowed down time, kill him, teleported away, and everyone around him exploded. Yeah, that's, I think, another thing that they do really well is combining the classes. The, the synergy of the classes is amazing, and I think every class you play with has some kind of synergy with another class. You just have to find it, you know? It's very freeform to create your own synergy. And I think what they also do is that you unlock skills at a decent pace, so you can mix and match and try yeah. without much repercussion. It's like, oh, I'm making my build weaker. No, you're not. You're just experimenting. Because each skill... I think this is a lost art where you have a set of key abilities that permeate, permeate through the entire 
skill tree of a character. So say like the Pyromancer is like has the burn, the interrupt, and I think one more effect, which is like a which is like a panic effect essentially. And each skill has at least one or multiple of these effects. Even when you're experimenting with other skills, you still have access to the core abilities that you'll understand how they work. And the skills just give you an alternate way how to say cause that damage and stuff. Yeah. So I think they're doing a really good job in that regard as well. Yeah, they do. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I like it. I like it a lot. And I'm going to play it a lot, I guess. I want to try every class at least once, for example. Mm-hmm. I heard that the campaign is around 25 hours long, which is pretty good. And it's supposed to be a future complete package. We'll see where the game goes from here. I hope they will get the technical issues under control and then go from there. That's for sure. This is a really good effort, so... I'm glad it got basically communicated that people like it. Yeah, and I think because they still have even up the demo, so it's super easy to try out. Even if you don't have Game Pass. So give the demo a whirl, you'll see what we mean. With that being said, I think we can close out the show here. Thank you everyone for coming, for listening. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash theorchosaurus, twitter.com theorchosaurus, Instagram at theorchosaurus, TikTok at theorchosaurus, and YouTube just theorchosaurus. And Rambam, we can find you in my chat, sacrificing orphans to the elder gods. Regular Friday night. All right, that sounds amazing. And with that being said, thank you everyone for listening. Tell us in the comments how wrong we are. Tell us in the comments how right we are. I don't care. Thump the video up, thump the video down. We are going to come back next week. And with that being said, have a good time and bye-bye. Thank you everyone. Bye.